ナモタッサバガワトアラハトサンマーサンブタッサナモタッサバガワトアラハトサンマーサンブタッサナモタッサバガワトアラハトサンマーサンブタッサブッタンダンマンサンカンナマサミ Good afternoon.、Uh, so, this is, I believe, the fourth Sunday talk of this year. And today's、uh, title is Wise Speech, and then subtitle is Liberation Through Relation, something like this. And、uh, to begin with, I, I just uh, uh, I'd like to mention some excuse. Um, uh, the Sangha members know how、uh, we、uh, have these titles for Sunday talks.、Uh, Sangha members suggest various titles and then they are sent to Ajahn Amaro and then he will、uh, finalize. And then he,、uh, many of them he will give talks on. And then some part,、uh, actually six talks, rest of six are shared. With the other senior members of the community. And、uh, I was slow to pick up. So it means this title was the last one. And the reason why I'm saying this is uh, so, uh, just uh, this is something I needed to say at the beginning.、Uh, forgive me.、Um, having said this,、uh, I Still, see the importance of this area of speech、um, as a human being. Of course, we communicate.、Uh, speech is uh, quite an、uh, important function we have. And even our other Buddha's teaching, Eightfold Noble Path,、uh, the Sammawaja, right speech, is clearly mentioned.、Um, and、uh, When I、uh, think about、uh, my life here in this monastery, Amaravati,、um, this is a very peaceful,、uh, supportive, wonderful environment,、uh, both physical setting and then the people、uh, who live together. But when I think of how I, have, I made mistakes in the past, Probably most,、uh, most of them, or probably all of them, through speech. And so,、uh, of course, none of them I hoped, I intended to make mistakes, but somehow、uh, I was lost in some kind of emotion or、uh, what you call righteousness, and then the result was、uh, unhappiness. Um, even something bigger. So,、uh, even I can say, even in a, this quiet, almost ideal condition in the monastery, the speech is important or even b e c o m e challenge.、Uh, so, I can imagine the people outside in the world, the speech is very,、uh, I can use a tricky matter. And also, <clears throat> excuse me,、uh, the subtitle 
what's that? Liberation uh, through relations. When I read this, uh, I couldn't make it well. And I happen to know who suggested this title. I didn't search for it, but I happen to know. And he, he, he explained to me what he had in mind was uh, Karyanamita. Uh, you may uh, translate as a beautiful friend or something like this. So uh, for him, um, actually support through uh, friends, Karyanamita, other human beings, uh, is also very important. He, he wanted to point out, point out this aspect. So I said speech is, uh, can be tricky, difficult one, but also can be very uh, supportive, uh, no doubt about it. So uh, this is uh, how I see the subject today. And um, also, uh, yes, I said when, uh, when I uh, thought about how I made the mistakes, and often the more things are important to me, the more d uh, dangerous. Uh, I can see very clearly the feeling is here. Yes, I want to express this, or I want to make this person understand this, or to agree with me, something like this. But because it is important, important means some uh, attachment. How do we, do I know I have attachment? Yes, the feeling here, some can be heat or sort of tension. I mean, all of us should know this. So. This is already a sign you are maybe just next to the trouble. Uh, but because it is important, I just step in too. And then some occasions, I was lucky, it didn't become a problem, but some other times it didn't go in a very uh, skillful way. So. Uh, this is very clear message, what is important in terms of our speech, um, we need to look after here, or we need to be aware of the contents here. Uh, contents, I said, not necessarily only what I'm going to say, what I'm going to, to speak, but how I feel it. Uh, do, do. Yes, sometimes, um, it's, it, you can't help feeling it because it is important. But still important thing is whether we have a perspective around it or we just simply lost in it. And then if it's the latter, uh, this disastrous result is quite possible waiting for us. So, uh, yes, First thing I'd like to highlight is we need to be, let's say, mindful, aware of our particular feeling, rather relaxed, open, or something different. And even if sometimes you can't help feeling it, but either we are aware or not, makes good difference. 
either we have a perspective around it or not. Like, uh, uh, yes, some important matters, you can't wait. Yes, when there is, if I feel strong tension here, if possible, if possible in two ways, I am patient enough and also situation allows me so to then I can wait. I do not have to go to that tricky field. But sometimes we don't have a time to, we, we are not given time to wait for. So then, but still uh, awareness around uh, our feeling is helpful because if we carry, just like the feeling of we are carrying some heavy stuff or hot stuff or spiky stuff, the way we handle things would become naturally cautious instead of just throwing this, tossing this matter to the person in front of you. So uh, if uh, myself, if I notice something is not well settled in my heart, I would consider first, can I wait? And if I can wait, I will wait. But if I cannot for some reason or other, yes, this is very difficult business, but at least that, just like this summary of, yes, I have very hot stuff here, very tricky stuff here, so now I am going to manage, I am going to cope with this. That kind of awareness or recognition at least makes things a little better. And also, uh, in, another thing I think is um, Nate, how we see, perceive uh, speech or talking. If we see it as a one-way traffic, yes, I am going to talk to this person so that he will understand, so that she will agree with me. So this kind of one-way traffic, or is it, it is something what we call meeting. So we meet with the person. Yes, actually maybe I have something to talk about. I have something for the person to, to, to listen to, but actually uh, in a bigger perspective, this is the meeting, not like a, I'm going to tell you tell this person, if we simply uh, hold the, 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 the speech as just a one-way traffic, I, often it doesn't become so skillful. And uh, also, if we are, um, maybe the similar kind of things, but if we are um, limited, or obsessed, the idea of a target, I have to make it. I have to get this done. This is also, I mean, it may become as uh, uh, attachment, but also, yes, it, it, our response becomes uh, less flexible. And uh, so how we perceive the nature of speech or nature of being with the person? Is it just a one-way traffic? or uh, op op uh, occasion, opportunity of meeting. 
Actually, this is a mutual thing. Even I mainly I'm the person to talk to, but he or she is receiving it. So it is a uh, time of meeting, that kind of recognition. And also, if we can, we do not, we try not to hold the uh, idea, purpose of this meeting. I want to make this, I want to reach that. Um, one thing I have in my mind now, um, let me talk about uh, my experience with my mother. Um, she died two years ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, from here, I, um, she's uh, lived, lived in Japan, so I uh, regularly called her. And the, earlier, I wasn't maybe not so, oh, let's say, skillful. Um, ending up with a little bit of debate or argument. And then, ah, okay, well, yeah, and when you hang the phone, you feel like a, a disappointment or regret. But the main thing, how I was doing then was I wanted her to understand me. And maybe and the people here in the temple, some of you may be in a similar situation when I became ordained. It wasn't an easy experience to her or to my parents. So uh, uh, my intention for a long time was uh, to, I wanted to, them to understand. I wanted to explain them and I wanted them to understand. So sometimes I was really, yes, this why I am doing this is important. Or sometimes when I am challenged, I become defensive. This kind of thing was happening. And yeah, so uh, in the end, uh, the conversation or meeting is like an argument without having good perspective around. Um, that is maybe early years of my monastic life. But later, of course, many things changed uh, for myself and for them too. But uh, also, I, somehow I changed attitude. How I talk with, um, my father died earlier, so uh, how I talk with my mother. And uh, yes, I, I somehow I almost totally let go of whatever the agenda issue. I didn't have anything. I just called her whatever she says, whatever she wants to say. Uh, yeah, of course, I, from time to time, I would respond if necessary. I would, I would say something, but uh, basic attitude is just uh, appreciating the time with her doesn't matter whatever she says. And then when she says something uncomfortable, <laughs> something I do not like to hear or I do not want to agree, but instead of going there, mom, this should be that kind of things I used to do in the past. Just, uh, I don't know how I would, uh, I said at each occasion, but just let, her speak, and uh, my attitude was of uh, receiving. Mm. So, uh, 
then it became very pleasant. I mean, so uh, instead of uh, going looking for some uh, uh, goal, destination, uh, reaching destination, so to speak, just appreciating the time together, being together, that the change of attitude or take of this uh, the, the conversation really changed the whole thing. So uh, just coming back to the topic of um, speech or wise speech, Yes, one thing important I said, how to see the uh, contents of your heart, but also how we actually see the speech or communication. Hmm. Um, Instead of carrying on, uh, in just a little bit abstract way, uh, I was given several questions. So maybe working with actual examples, uh, I, um, I feel more comfortable to talk about speech. <clears throat> Dear Ajanya Narato, thank you very much for offering this talk. I have a few questions around the subject of wise speech, and I would very much appreciate some guidance on some or all of them. This person gave three questions. Number one, what would the politician look like when arguing with a political opponent using wise speech. Looks like I don't find clear examples in politics today. And uh, uh, what would anyone look like arguing or standing for what he or she thinks is right with someone with the opposite point of view, if using wise speech? Hmm. So (laughs) politics are politicians. I returned to UK mid-June, so uh, when this corona thing uh, became very worldwide, uh, unusually heavy, difficult problems, I was in Japan and I had a chance to uh, see the, the various news on televisions and then, uh, yeah, politicians, uh, medical experts, scientists, others are talking, not only those in Japan, but uh, uh, from all over the world. So uh, it's good to observe, uh, see how they talk and then who, with whom I, f- I would feel more comfortable or some people, let's say, I do not particularly like this kind of things. And then the person says, I don't find clear example in politics. Um, just one person. <laughs> I, am liter- I am impressed with uh, Prime Minister of New Zealand. And uh, yes, so worldwide slogan for this period was stay home, stay home. But she also added the word, be kind. 
And this is, to me, actually, this is very good. I could, I thought of the monastic training too. You may think a bit funny, but in uh, stay home, this is a discipline, just like for us, Vinaya. So you, yes, we have a good reasons, but we, we, we need to do, or the other way around, you cannot do something. You cannot go out, you cannot enjoy yourself in a certain ways. So it is about a discipline. And the discipline is, has an element of uh, no. It's not like, a, yes, whatever you can, but you have to do this. You cannot do this. Just like in this monastery, Vinaya. But we see our training uh, life here is uh, learning Dharma Vinaya. So in a very simplified way to look at this, Vinaya is a discipline. So basic message is, my way of very strong summarizing it is actually no. This precept, no, you got to do it. Yes, but actually you cannot do otherwise. So no, no, no. So list of no. So if we just live with the Vinaya, we just feel suffocated and very difficult. And sometimes it happens. We just learn Vinaya, 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 and Vinaya become everything. And then we can become judgmental of ourselves and others. And then we become miserable. But we also remember our training life is about Dhamma Vinaya. So Dhamma, again, my way of very simplified way, Dhamma is allowing. So in a sense, ultimate sense, uh, perfect yes. Whatsoever our condition, we are in certain conditions, but everything is okay. Sorry, it's a very cheap way of saying it. But to having both, Yes, discipline, uh, Vinaya is point, because you, as a human being, we have a limitation. We need to have a guidance. So that's why, uh, as our training, we have a Vinaya. But if just a Vinaya only, our heart is not nourished. So the Dhamma is a perfect support. So two go supporting each other. So when, when I heard this, uh, the Prime Minister of New Zealand say, stay home. Yes, every leader of the world, they just repeat. But she was, to me, wise enough to say, be kind. And in fact, I do not know about other countries much, but in Japan, yes, people actually well cooperated. Uh, government uh, encouraged the whole nation, everybody to to, to be stay home, Japan didn't have a uh, lockdown as a legal requirement, obligation, but just a uh, government really, what's the word, asked the people to, to follow, uh, stay home. And the people uh, cooperated very well, but because of that uh, feeling of limitation and so forth, I'm very unhappy, just like uh, 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 if somebody was found positive, virus positive, then uh, some people or the family was just like uh, criticized on the internet. 
um, this kind of things, just because of the tension, and we naturally the mind look, looks for something to project, throw onto. So uh, 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 some people said coronavirus is one thing, but what is worse is the virus of fear. So uh, I think uh, this prime minister to say, stay home, but also be kind. I'm not, I'm not sure how she is conscious about this, but to me, it really made a sense. But anyway, just, just uh, I'm not, I do not know so much how, how clever wise, or actually she's not, I, I do not know. <laughs> but uh, uh, the person is asking about uh, politics and then uh, our politicians. I have to say this is a very difficult field. You see the, the life here in the monastery, what we have in mind, or what we are aiming for, is actually, uh, uh, how to say, um, excuse me, let's say the world outside the monastery is the world of bawa becoming. I mean, this is more like a, in a, those who live in the monastery, word becoming is a very important term. Just to, just to hear the word bawa becoming, okay, we need to come back. We shouldn't lost in a force of becoming, becoming lost in the world of sansara. But uh, actually, even this word of bawa becoming probably may not make sense to the world. The world is really no question about just a very strong force of becoming. And then politician, politics is just the middle of it. So uh, to, yeah, it is a uh, serious responsibility, important responsibility, but the nature of the world outside the monastery is actually becoming. So that's why, um, to find a wise politician in the world uh, field of politics. It's almost like, to me, contradictory. And uh, also, you, you know, when I see the politician talking, some, um, particularly the, some campaign like this, um, I just my, my, my heart cannot go with it so well, because there are lots of elements of agitation but they love it. So uh, I said the nature of the world uh, is really believing in becoming. No question about the becoming is one thing, but also uh, excitement. I, I, used to, I can use the word agitation, but for them, excitement. So the opposite of something we call peace. So that is uh, unquestioned, unquestioned usual force element in the world, particularly I have to say, the, the field of politics. So that's why the person's question, um, I don't find clear examples in the politics. And it's good to understand what's happening, what's the nature of the world. And uh, I remember, like uh, two, three years ago, uh, when, when this country had a, a vote for Brexit, and uh, and afterwards, in the monastery, the obvious discussion, debate, argument didn't happen as far as I remember. But the, 
the feeling around it is in the air. And I remember Ajahn Maro was giving a talk, although something like this, although Brexit is very uh, serious matter and giving uh, impact to many one way or another, but uh, we like to remember this place is a sanctuary. So this, when I heard this, it really, I hope others felt the same, it really uh, gave me just a call to come back to the proper perspective. Yes, it's not, not only uh, yes and no, I am for Brexit, I am against Brexit, but also the feeling around the people are getting more emotional, some of us, and to see people emotional, also we feel affected. So, uh, uh, let's say, I was easily affected by it, but the word sanctuary, you know, this place, yeah, sanctuary or place of peace, yes and no, good and right, for and against. Yes, this is the nature of human realm. We can't help, but that's not everything. That's not everything. And that's the why this place exists. That's, the why, that's why this way of life exists. So that's very important reminder. How, that's how I heard. And even I passed this word to some people in Japan, if some still remember. So uh, uh, when we see, I'm, I'm talking about uh, wise speech in, in relation to like example of politics, but uh, particularly now I am talking here in the temple, when we speak of wise speech, maybe what you'd expect in the world in general is different from what I'm saying, but this element of sanctuary, peace. And also in a monastic life, when I, uh, I was ordained in Thailand, and very soon I came to learn one thing to me important, uh, how to see the Raisha Sangha, well, I, I, I'm not that, uh, how to say, was not so knowledgeable in English. So the whole phrase I came, I came across uh, early days of my training at Watmanacha, the International Forest Monastery in Thailand. And then the word Raisha Sangha, I came to learn. Yes. And then Raisha Sangha, yes, when you think this is very important, this should be the case. That is ridiculous. I mean, we are familiar with this feeling. We have to stand for. How can we uh, uh, let it be like this? You know, we are very familiar in a le on a level of politics or, or, or world uh, worldwide situation. We can think of or come to the situation in the monastery daily life. How can he be like this? How can the monastery be left like that? Or that kind of things. So the feeling of righteousness. 
But uh, what I was pointed then was righteous anger. Was however that view or and, uh, opinion is right, but as far as it is colored or associated the element of anger, we have to be away from that. Or we need to understand that is not safe, that is not skillful. So this is really was a very good reminder because I was just newly ordained. I, I left Japan and then uh, being a backpacker in, in, in India and in Thailand too. But, so the way I tend, I used to see is probably uh, being, being young too, I, I, I really loved something fair something uh, right and I really didn't like the strong exploit the, the weak something like this and this, this is I guess quite common uh, some sort of passion you may find in the youth and I was exactly the same but then when I came to the monastery righteous anger this word how we see this righteous anger so very different way of looking at when we think of uh, 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 speech in general we tend to uh, look at in terms of how informative how eloquent how rich in information and so forth but when we think of what is the practice what is the uh, uh, aim of the life here this is a significant change. Similar or more important example is, uh, I, I like to quote Rumpocha's word. Um, you know, uh, Eightfold Noble Path is uh, uh, sim simplified in Sira Samadhi Panya, morality, Samadhi, you may say concentration, and then Panya, wisdom, Sira, Samadhi, Panya. Well, if you are familiar with Buddhist teaching, this is almost very essential, three terms. But uh, Rumpocha, he he's really genius, <laughs> uh, simple but very direct. So when he explained this uh, Sira, Samadhi, Panya, he said, so let me say in Thai first, sing ku mai mi bab, samati mai mi ni wong, panya mai mi tuk. So sila is absence of aksara, unwholesomeness. Samadhi is absence of niwarana, hindrances. And then panya is absence of dukkha, suffering. He didn't talk about this truth, this information, that teaching. Now, when we think of, usually, wisdom or something similar, as a knowledge, we hold this, I, do I understand this? Do I have this? This way of looking at it. but. Uh, what he's pointing at us uh, uh, in, 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 in 
panya, wisdom is absence of suffering. Very different. And this is very important. Or I can say, when we see things, whether it is worldly or based on our um, life as a samana. You know, today, I, uh, earlier I said the word of becoming or different word, but uh, here also really significant, significant difference. Panya, wisdom, absence of dukkha. So just for me, by remembering, reflecting this word, my attitude to not only the speech, but the, the life in general is also very different. And I, because I, I, have, I, uh, I also have a strong tendency to go into the, okay, which one is important information, which one is most updated information, which one is more informative, this kind of thing. Yes, I have to think, but if I'm simply lost there, what's the difference? Just a expert talker in the world and then living here as a monk or as a samana. So, uh, Yes, I mean, because I'm talking in the temple and then uh, you are here, so the, the, you may think I, I'm, uh, uh, this is just a in, in Sangha ordained community only story, but I, I think we, what, the reason why I'm talking this is how we see our life. Even people in outside of the monastery, just the idea of what is wisdom. Absence of suffering, to have that perspective. I hope something may shift in understanding of how to relate to each situation. Um, okay. I stop with this first question and continue to the second one. A friend of mine has been <clears throat> unfaithful to his wife. If he confesses, he thinks it will be the end of the relationship and he might be right. I personally find it very difficult to be around him anymore. Also, I find it difficult to let go of my judgments about the situation. If I would have to face a conversation with him, I'm not sure of what would be like using wise speech with him. So I keep avoiding him. Would you offer any advice on this? Very difficult question. Um, Yeah, so a friend of mine has been unfaithful. So uh, 
Well, I think particularly in the the world right now, the the difficult uh, issue around the commitment uh, in terms of relationship is very uh, tricky. But um, it is true when somebody is, un like quoting his uh, the person's word, somebody is unfaithful to the person's wife or husband or partner, committed partner, it causes serious problems in many ways. Um, so uh, in a Buddhist uh, teaching, a Buddha's teaching, the five precepts, third one is about uh, refraining, refraining from uh, sexual misconduct. In this modern world, let's say quote-unquote modern world, it may be seen as a old-fashioned kind of uh, a precept. But actually how many people suffer from this kind of behavior? People may say it's getting a bit old world, but freedom of that kind of things. But if we honestly look at the, the, the various stories, news, I, myself, I'm not, it is so much pain can happen if we just allow this kind of relation. So uh, we may think the third precept is old-fashioned, but because of this time particularly, I feel actually opposite. It is something we need to re uh, remember. Well, so, but uh, actually, the point is not actually. Then, how can the person? I mean, uh, this person, a friend of mine, has been unfaithful to his wife. So. Uh, Like actually the person, I think he, I personally find it very difficult to be around him anymore. And uh, so I keep avoiding him. Mm. So at the as, as I said at the beginning, my point, <laughs> policy is if I have too much agitation in my mind, I will be very careful. So I'm not sure, but what I can suggest, what I can think is, first of all, uh, check with the heart or, or say meditate on heart, what, how we how we feel about it. Um, aversion to the person or fear of losing a friendship. If you go to talk to him, it becomes tricky. You cannot talk because of the fear. I do not know what actually the contents of the mind, but it's good always come back to here. What, what is what is happening here? Instead of thinking what to do. So uh, 
my experience often when I see the components of the heart and if I succeed in that, something becomes clearer. Some of them may not become important issue anymore or sometimes, okay, light, I can talk to. What is stopping the person is maybe just a fear of this or I do not know. So first of all, always come back here, check what's happening instead of thinking of what to do. That's, that's how I do. And if it, it is still, I, I would be okay to wait. And this contents can change too. And also, one thing I like to say is, even the person chooses to talk to, the worst attitude is, okay, if I use a bit exaggerate the way of saying is, yes, I am going to fix the problem. I am going to tell the person something. No, of course this is not working. At the beginning, as I said, this is a time to meet the person because this friend may be suffering the same. Yes, he knows this is not the right thing, but he, he Unfortunately, he cannot stop, or, or he's also stuck. So uh, maybe to me to be this friend, and then I do not know how it goes. Maybe it's very necessary to listen to his story of suffering. And it may help by, because the person, uh, the friend, if he has a suffering, it's more difficult to change because he's carrying heavy stuff. So what he needs to do is somehow unburden. And then if we go there to listen to, and then somehow the contents of the heart became lessened, then maybe something different happened. I'm not sure, but uh, what I want to say is uh, the way, because it is difficult to let go of my judgments about the situation. So the judgment, word judgment, I, to me, it, 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 it is a little bit rigid. So attitude is, yes, it is true if you don't like, this is not proper, causing more problem, causing his wife suffering. I cannot agree, this is... So that kind of feeling, I can understand, but we need to be careful about handling it. First, check with the contents, and also if the person, the, the person question, thinks, yes, I am ready, maybe I'm ready to talk with them. Again, how to see the meeting? What kind of attitude the person has? We need to be careful. Instead of having, yes, I'm going to fix the problem, I meet with the person. It's a mutual thing, not the one-way traffic. That's how I like to emphasize. Okay, let me continue. The third question. Kindness is said to be an element of wise speech. What about if I need to say something straight and honest to someone like my boss when he's breaking the law, or my employees 
when they are not doing the right work, I cannot see myself being kind in these situations, but choosing not to say anything doesn't work either. Am I misunderstanding kindness? Many thanks. May you be well and happy always. Thank you. Yes, so the word kindness, um, well, uh, when I read this, uh, immediately I thought of what we call divine abidings or uh, four boundless qualities. Um, so, meta, karuna, murita, upeka. Meta is kindness or loving kindness. Karuna, compassion, murita, sympathetic joy or just joy. And then upeka, equanimity. So, uh, I often uh, compare with these four, particularly first two, with first one kindness, almost like a love of grandparents, grandpa, grandma. So they love the grandchildren, so they give anything they, uh, that, that the kids love. So including sweets and then games and everything. But of course, if you're a mother, if you're parents, you, you have to sometimes stop. Don't eat too much sweet. Don't do this, this kind of things. So different way of, let's say, love. So to me, the first meta is, yes, like a love of grandma, grandpa. But if you're parents, the sense of responsibility is different. So you have to say no to, no, you have to stop. No, you cannot do this. Or typical example is if the child is crossing at the uh, red traffic light and then some car is coming, of course you have to stop. And is it not, and then this no is not, is it a kindness? Yes, definitely kind. So uh, kindness is not necessary to say, oh, you are fine, everything, yes, yes, yes. Sometimes this is necessary, but of course, out of responsibility or love, concern, we have to say no. So this element is in compassion. So uh, to me, when I think of what's the difference of metta and karuna, the, I, I often think of parental love, care, and then the one of grandparents. I hope uh, um, you, you can relate to this. So uh, what I want to say is sometimes we have to say no, but it doesn't mean we do not have kindness, it doesn't mean we do not have uh, love, but it becomes more difficult because sometimes it requires the sense of patience and even some experience. Like in my um, case, uh, I am uh, recent years often, um, 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 how to say, supporting junior member of the community. Um, I'm uh, now old enough in the community of the monastic Sangha. And so when the new people come to the Sangha life, which is not easy at all, so uh, my or our role, the senior's role, to offer assistance, support. 
And, and you need all of this, metta, karuna, mudita, upeka. I, I, it's, it's not like I'm analyzing, oh, okay, today I use karuna, I don't do this. But actually, this is what I need to do. And very much often, the, the situation, if the situation is more difficult, what I need to do, or actually what I like to do, is simply listening, receiving. This is great part. And even when uh, I notice mm, it may not work, do I need to say something about this? But the same thing, I need to make sure is it, this is the right moment. So lots of lots of waiting and the patience uh, uh, actually needed. But also, yes, it's true, I have to say no certain times. And when I think of how I can say no is based on the trust. When there's no trust or not enough trust, the message of no can be very destructive. So initially, we have to develop the sense of trust, you may say friendship or faith. But then also when, when, when it is necessary, no, you cannot do this. Yes, sometimes in a monastic life, almost like a red life, red light, this is really no good. You, no, you can't wait, straight, stop. It is possible, but some of the things you can wait, but still you, we have to convey the message, no, this doesn't work, this is not good. So when I think of how we can do this, first of all, definitely based on uh, 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 respect to the person, clear connection with the person. Without that, this is just a telling off. Of course, it doesn't work. If I'm the person to receive, I don't want to see the person again, <laughs> in the worst case. So, uh, what I'm talking about? Yes, for, uh, yes, the person's question is about the kindness. Yes, so the kindness is not necessarily saying okay to anything, of course it increases different aspects of relating the person. And, uh, but like a compassion is, as I hope you understand, it's, it's not necessarily easy, but very important. And um, I continue to the next person. <clears throat> Dear Chan, hope you and everyone at Amaravati Temple are well. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to listen to these sermons and participate in asking questions. My question is how can you avoid being upset by other people's words or conversations present about the things that happened many years ago. Uh, 
Should I speak back? Should I speak back and reason out or just contain myself and accept that this is the reality? <laughs> However, not speaking might make me more happy within myself. How can I deal with this situation? Thank you and may you attain nirvana. Okay, thank you very much. Hmm. So first of all, always the same. Always the same. Look at here. <laughs> I would do. Uh, I do not know exactly what kind of situation, but I, uh, I can. Yeah, somehow you are given possibly comment or feedback or words you would find unfair, something in the past. So you would feel, I, sh I should say something, or I should explain that's not true, or, that, or even in a more uh, intense uh, way. So whether the question is whether to not to do anything or take action to speak to the person, but first of all, come back here to check why What's happening? Why do I feel like this? Why do I feel upset? This is very interesting part. In fact, when we have any problems, any suffering heart, when we see it clearly, it becomes very good learning, very good experience, almost like a liberating experience. So this is an opportunity to learn ourselves. Why do I have to feel this way? So uh, it, it's to, to study here is not for the sake of solving the problem with this, the person who maybe accused me falsely uh, in, in, in an unfair way, but actually good opportunity to, to learn ourselves. Okay, why do I have to feel this? Why do I have to feel upset? And then maybe if you learn well, nothing more to do. I have to say, this can happen, quite often the case. But also, uh, okay, after you f we feel mm, enough perspective around the feeling and the ideas, uh, I can s imagine the word we find in ourselves ourselves is like, a, this is not fair. You know? and in, a, in the world, it's very typical. Then what comes is, the, as, as the person said, speak back. Or in the worst intense scenarios, revenge. I can't forgive. I have to find a way to revenge. <laughs> but uh, yes, look, be careful about the contents and then learn how it is. And then you feel comfortable enough. Now, this kind of situation, I often reflect on the law of karma. So uh, the previous question, I talked about the metta, karuna, mudita, upeka. Actually, it is related to the fourth one, upeka, uh, equanimity. Beca so how the, the reflecting on karma related to this issue, 
the the person uh, which person uh, the 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 past uh, the the one who let's say accused the person who question the questioner so usually when we experience something unfair how can he do this how dare she this kind of voice arise but when we reflect on when i say reflecting on law of karma means yes what is law of karma first for the first place you may think oh if you do something wrong you'll be punished <laughs> very sort of exaggerated classic view, but law of karma happens here. So, like, a, if we accuse somebody or if you say something very bad, how is the state of mind? Any result comes back here. Just, I often think of, just like, a, here is a, plain paper, no color yet, but when, when we say creating a bad karma, I mean, it feels like an awful word, but it is about our mind. Bad karma is, when, when I say I am creating bad karma, means actually you choose, your choice to paint black to this white paper. Of course, the result is unhappy. You are you are going to live with this black, something black, next to very yourself. So this is so obvious. It doesn't have to be uh, somebody to come to punish you or uh, uh, the, the policeman to come to tell you or uh, Ajahn to come to tell who is right, who is wrong. But the law of karma is simply to do with everybody, each one's heart. Very fair we say this is unfair not fair i can't f forgive this kind of thing but once you come back uh, recognize the law of karma everything everyone every moment is very fair if the person chooses to paint the heart black the person is ready or just actually suffering by being, actually, he or she choose this way. And the same thing to us too. Do, what do we want to do? Do we want to paint black or not? This is really straightforward, simple, but also uh, by reflecting this, we become more cautious about what we think. I've been saying again and again, coming back here, look at here, because of this often, if we often reflect on what really law of karma means, each time how I think, how I feel, and how I act on that, this is good. This example, I feel, I hope you, you can get the sense whether you want to paint a black or not, or the person is simply painting a black to himself, herself. It's a very unfortunate thing. How conscious, how un un unconsciously, I do not know, but people would do. So, totally fair. So, once we reflect clearly like this, and also regularly, 
the way to look at the people, including oneself, or look at the world even, become, uh, becomes different. It becomes more peaceful. Before, when we see something unfair, not reasonable, we feel frustrated or upset. And then we think we need to do something or we have to suppress. The other way, it, going out or going inside is a suppression. But none of them is actually leading to peace. But by reflecting the, uh, the law of karma, right? Totally fair to anybody, anything, anytime. And then significant thing, immediate thing is taking care of this. That's why this temple has, we, we know, Hiri Otapa as an entrance. It's a very good reminder. Hiri Otapa is not something we have to think, but when we reflect on law of karma clearly, what it means, then naturally Hiri Otapa is with us. And then uh, thinking about, worrying about others become less significant. Or when we take action or when we see things, it becomes more simple and straightforward or clear. So for this person, just to summarize it, first, if you have a, the feeling of upset, what is this? Mm. It's a good opportunity to reflect. And also, this is actually quite, um, uh, the person said things that happened from many years ago, this kind of situation, but the things we find unfair, yes, I think I am familiar with this, you know, false accusation, <laughs> misunderstanding, and so forth. We, can, we are doing this in both ways, outside the monastery, inside the monastery, but uh, to understand this, to have a very safe and let's say wise relation is reflecting on law of karma constantly is very helpful. Okay. Okay, next one. When, when, I, when I'm having difficulties with the relationship in my life, I never really know whether to address the issue or not, whether that be directly with the person or with other mutual acquaintances so that the difficulty can be resolved. Sometimes when I address uh, the issue with the person directly, my words are not welcome, and it makes the situation worse. Other times, addressing the issue works. Sometimes not talking through seems to help as situations can blow over, yet other times it makes things worse. There doesn't seem to be any pattern apparent to me regarding what is the best way to approach speaking correctly. It's hard to know what will trigger people or soothe them. Do you have any advice for me? My own opinion currently is that life is a mystery and that there cannot be right 
quote-unquote, right speech. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I can agree with the person. I'm not, what, is it he or she? He. I can agree because this is to do with not this person only, but the person I am talking to, either person or people, and the situation changes. Well, this is the nature of the world. We are living in a sansara. It means changing the world relativities. We may say this is definite. Others say this is ridiculous. Or I believe something so seriously, tomorrow I feel differently. We will be praised. But then ridiculous criticism comes, this kind of things. Or with good intentions, result is opposite. This kind of things. Hmm. I have to say, <laughs> this is a world of sansara. We can't avoid. So uh, um, what the person sort of uh, wrote down, uh, yeah, it, 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 yes, the world is like this. Human beings are like this. And yes, the person said, life is mystery. Hmm. So then, uh, it doesn't seem to be any pattern, apparent to me, right? No pattern. Pattern, only pattern is uncertain. <laughs> like Rinpoche's word, maine, not sure, impermanent, yes. But, but, so then, no answers, right? No answers. <laughs> but then, how can we a, a, a talk. I mean, I've been talking, coming back here, and, and so forth. Yes, the other party, uh, not party, the other end, this is beyond our control. Things of impermanence, we never know. But this one we know, good intention, bad intention, mindfulness, enough, mindful enough or not, this kind of things. So even though if we think of in terms of, let's say, result, how they think, how things turn out to be, yes, this is impermanent, nothing is guaranteed. But uh, this one, at least we have a direct clear access, yes. And then let's say, if we are talking in a very uh, clear, mindful way. We know what is the content of it, and then when we talk, uh, like uh, not like one way talking to, but being mindful, means to me like a more allowing, a quality of allowing or receiving. I said it at the beginning, beginning, this is a meeting. Another word, allowing, receiving, not like a, I have I, this is a message you have to obey to listen to. No, no, of course, this doesn't work. So uh, if we have uh, uh, this, uh, you may say, mindful way of speaking, then still the result can be something unexpected. But, or like I, I, I can think of when I come, I'm not good at uh, uh, 
the, what we call meetings, discuss various matters. And um, but if I, when I am mindful enough, okay, maybe the the discussion doesn't go in a favorable way that I hoped. Result is maybe against my proposal or something else came something else comes up, something like this. But as far as I am mindful or remaining, receiving and uh, allowing, my mind stays clear. So I still feel safe, clear or content. So the same way, okay, for some reason, Unfortunately, misunderstanding, some un unexpected result happened in our daily uh, meetings. But as far as we managed to look after here, okay. I repeat again, we, when we managed here, okay, still it doesn't guarantee the result, everything is perfect, perfect in terms of the way we wished for misunderstanding, opposing, and so forth. But when we remain mindful, we're still clear, still okay. Um, so uh, uh, if you ask the pattern, the best way, take care of this part, that is always priority. But also, you know, the very different way of uh, uh, approaching it is, yes, in the end, the conversation, let's say conversation or meeting, is very uncertain. So the element of trust, trust is important. Um, if you think, well, I do not know how it works, how what, I mean, if, we, if we are caught up in a, a, a just a various details, if he understands this, if this happens, this, what shall I do? I mean, there's no perfect, uh, the, the end to this worrying mind. Mind wants to f find the problems. And then world is impermanent and just so uh, when I say trust means okay in my way of saying it's just to be there whatever comes trust how we are trust how we are this is really the best we can do instead of thinking, try to figure out what is the best way, least. I'm, like, we, we, I, I, I'm not saying that effort is meaningless, but we are lost in this by, try, tr by trying to figure out the most detailed way they say. There's no end, actually, maybe counterproductive, but rather to be there, trusting, Maybe your intention, and then trusting the just that okay to be that present moment. 
This is the best we can do. And uh, in that sense, what we need is strength. Strength. I hope you understand strength doesn't mean you can speak so eloquently or you have a very analytical mind so that you, 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 you never lose in your debate. Not, not, not like this. Strength in terms of accommodating the nature, everything is so uncertain. We have challenges, we, we have a good side, but also the other side too. We can be very weak. There's a conflict. Peace doesn't mean uh, uh, do not have a conflict at all, but to be able to accommodate the conflict. This is uh, 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 more to me, uh, how to say, the real peace. Like uh, Ajahn says, sanctuary, sanctuary doesn't exclude one or another or to say this is more important, this is light, or because you are talking about the Brexit, too much energy agitating, don't come. No, sanctuary is allowing conflict too. So that kind of strength. So then, uh, how can we have or develop this, this strength? Hmm. I always come back, the, the strategy, <laughs> strategy is my word, dana sira bhavana. You know when, yes, we, we talk about the life is so insecure, how can I be, can I have a confidence? This kind of thing is very common question. And, and, and yes, when you look at this book, uh, this technique, this method, you go to workshop, yes, there are many skill, skillful means, but the Buddha, uh, Buddha's teaching of most, to me, simple but very comprehensive approach, and you can use always this threefold uh, approach, dana, sira, bhavana, dana, giving, generosity, sira, morality, refraining from unwholesome, painting black, doesn't help. And then third one, dana, sira, bhavana, meditation we often uh, translate, but it's really taking care of the heart. This is element. So very simple, but by, by paying attention to these three areas, taking care of these three areas, uh, gradually, constantly, steadily, we actually uh, gain the strength. So coming back to this question, yes, okay, life is a mystery. Meeting is, can be anything, but we, then are we hopeless? No. We are there at that present moment. And what we need is, in this discussion I'm saying is, maybe the strength. But the strength is not, of course, physical strength or 
strength of word or reasoning or that may be included, but important thing is actually uh, strength to accommodate the conflicts, strength to accommodate the nature of sansara, if you like. And then how can we manage, how we can uh, develop, uh, uh, increase the strength is dana, sila, bhavana. You know, so that every day we focus on this, every moment, this is the way we can develop our life. So by this strength, okay, each moment, each meeting can be very tricky. We never know what available there is our strengths. Strengths of wisdom, strengths of compassion. I have two more questions. Is it? Oh, a three. Well, I'm not sure how, how can I can manage. Uh, then, ah, this one. What about a situation where a friend is going through a lot of trauma and needs somebody to listen to them for a very long time? Seems to be no end to their problems and that you just can no longer listen to them for so many hours. That you can listen to them for say one hour a week but not one hour a day. Thanks. Yes, um, the trauma, depending on what they are, but the person said, going through a lot of trauma. So uh, obviously, it, listening or to be can be very good support or necessary, but on the other hand, to receive it is usually quite uh, demanding or exhausting. And like a, 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 I came to learn like a, psych, a counselor, psych, a psychological counselor, their, their job is really listening. But uh, for them to just accumulate more and more, that, that they can't survive, so they have more superior counselor. So they can, they they have a person to be list, uh, to be listened, something like this. So uh, uh, yes, it is good to support people, and the listening is is very significant thing to do. And yet, uh, we have a limitation of resource. Mm. So uh, I can I can understand this the difficulty of this situation, and uh, uh, um, so the question is in my way of summarizing it is how can we say no to your friend, your friend who is suffering and who is appreciating our presence, and yet we have to say no. I do not 
well, sorry, I have to say this one, I cannot say much. It really, depending on the situation, the relation, the person, and then the, the, the person's friend who is suffering, what is the relation, what kind of suffering the person, uh, the friend has. So, uh, I... I reflected how, what can I say about this, but in the end um, I do not know really uh, on, a, on an actual, each case has different uh, 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 take, I'm afraid to say. Um, the, at, uh, and uh, one or two things I I like to add instead of answering a question directly. One thing, yes, we if we for this reason we have to say no, and then it, often the result is guilty feeling. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, also the other that your friend they would see your no usually as a refusal. So this is very painful. That's why the question comes, how can we skillfully uh, say no? Mm. And, uh, so, so, and in terms of ourselves, again, how to look after here, uh, talking with, listening to the person's painful story, maybe again and again, same stuff, you feel like frustrated. <laughs> Sometimes honest feeling is annoyed too. Of course, the rational mind says, I shouldn't. He's suffering, she's suffering tremendously. How can I feel annoyed? But honest experience is annoyed. Quite possible. So, uh, for, just like a uh, a uh, psychological counselor needs to have an interview, meeting with his or her senior. The same way, meditation. Allow oneself, allow ourselves to experience anything. Feeling of aversion, feeling of exhaustion, feeling of guilty, feeling of this, this, everything. So just as you're talking to senior counselor, you know, because this is also a human being. Anything is possible. And, uh, yeah, the usual way of, if possible, spreading a matter to your friend. It doesn't have, um, when you're free. And then actual meeting. Be when you reflect, when you think, and clearly, no, like uh, one hour a day doesn't work physically, emotionally. I can't continue. So you, this becomes your conscious choice. And it is good to notice this is conscious choice, not like I cannot continue. And, and if, if you're conscious or if you're not aware of the process, it's easy to have a, a more regret or sense of guilt later. But, Okay, I reflect on this. Ideally, I wish to support more, but I cannot. If I continue, it becomes actually worse. I will maybe become suddenly say something to him or her 
unskillful things, I have to decrease the amount. So this is my necessary conscious choice. Yes, I am aware of the impact. Maybe he will miss me or he will think, take it as a refusal. I try my best to explain it, but still this, this, the, the, the risk of him, her seeing me as refusing. But just all, we are aware, I am aware of this, but still I have to choose this. This is my conscious choice. To make it everything very clear may be necessary. If you just, uh, okay, that's enough. If you leave it unclear, then unclarity leads to unnecessary suffering later too. Mm. So another thing, my sort of policy is when I have to do something difficult, I make it conscious and also if necessary I write it down because mind tendency is to doubt or to regret because later whatever result comes painful result then mind wants to find something to accuse and then what then either the, your friend or this one my choice was wrong or he or she shouldn't be this and that it is quite uh, usual tendency, at least I have. So uh, maybe this is, it's not a, uh, the ideal solution, but the best I can do is this, my choice. So I, I make it conscious and even write it down. Okay. okay. Do I stop? can continue a little bit. Ah, oh, thank you. Um, so I, I shouldn't hang on too long. Uh, two more questions and uh, uh, two more questions are uh, more technical, so I can go briefly. Hmm. I don't know how much I can say this. <laughs> Venerable Achan, we have in Majima Nikaya 140, Datu Vivanga Sutta, the following passage, Bhikkhu, this person, and then something, something in the middle, has four foundations. The ties of conceiving do not sweep over one who stands upon these foundations. And when the ties of conceiving no longer sweep over him, he is called a sage at peace. One, so then four, four foundations. One should not neglect wisdom, should preserve truth, should cultivate relinquishment and should train for peace. Could you please share some of your thoughts about how these four foundations might motivate and support the activity of wise speech with gratitude to the Venerable Sangha? Well, I'm, I'm, I feel almost like embarrassed. I, I'm very little... Uh, acquainted with the, the, the sutta. So last night I went to our tea room. I happened to find the two junior bhikkhus and they taught me. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, so four things. Um, this sutta is not necessarily related to the speech, but this, uh, the questioners, um, he, he, he combined uh, four foundations with today's theme of wise speech. So four, what are four is not neg neglecting wisdom, 
and then preserving truth and cultivating relinquishment and train for peace. So how these four foundations might motivate and support the activity of wise speech? When I saw them, my, my mind said, of course. <laughs> but then uh, when I said this to, 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 to Bhikkhus, Ajahn, it's not enough. <laughs> so, so I just add a few words. I mean, first one, um, neglect, not neglecting wisdom. You see that, I don't know how you explore this part, but uh, I quoted, for instance, Rumpocha's word, uh, wise or wisdom, and the wisdom, um, absence of suffering. So, uh, or, or another word is liberation, liberating. So, in the, so f- very... I mean, uh, today, various questions, actual situation, how we can relate, very challenging situations. I would use the word skillful speech, how we can address, how we can communicate these kind of things. But uh, uh, also when I see the word wise speech, my mind actually went to uh, Ajancha's word. So uh, um, wise, it's a more leading to liberation, contrast to what we assume right in the sansara realm, or what we are conditioned to follow in the world. So, neglect uh, uh, wisdom. For instance, if you don't have wisdom, not like a, some worldly knowledge, but mm, right perspective, then often when we say something, uh, um, maybe from the beginning I'm saying, it's quite often we ask, uh, take our position of, I am right. You know? I am, I'd like to, this person to understand this. I'd like this person to agree with me. Something like this is quite a common way to initiate that conversation or talk to. But wisdom means we are not lost in the right and wrong, limited. Yes, we can have a view, but the important thing is whether we have a perspective around or not. Once, even if it's the most beautiful, important idea, opinions of the world, but if we are lost in there, or another word, if we are attached to that, it's not leading to the liberation or non-suffering, actually opposite causing a tension, conflict, or separation, and then suffering. So, uh, uh, if, so, first of all, what is wise speech? We'd like to think it clearly again, and um, uh, neglecting wisdom, not neglecting wisdom, of course, first thing, important. And the second, preserving the truth. From the truth in two ways. One thing is like a transcendental truth, our teachings, but also conventional truth too. Like when you speak something is not false, what will happen? We become weak 
it, it's confusing. Suppose, well, sometimes we say, it doesn't matter. Maybe we just say this. It's not so significant. Tendency to become a bit sloppy about taking care of this area of truthfulness. Of course, around if we have attached, if we are attached to the the truth, then another problem of right and wrong. But here, uh, preserving truth is we we need to think about if we do not pay attention or respecting the quality of truth life becomes confusing and then result is my understand my experience and understanding it it makes us weak mm. so uh, second preserving truth is very important and then cultivating relinquishment how i like understanding uh, how i like to understand is relinquishment of attachment in a simple uh, if I put in a simple relinquishment attachment attachment to anything to the things views ideas so the less attachment we have the more we relinquish the the the, the yeah when we have the view as attachment what will happen our how we see things biased or distorted or even becomes heavy. Opposite, if we let go of any of this attachment, things become lighter, clear, and then peaceful, and the present to communicate and so forth. So uh, cultivating relinquishment, certainly important factor. Um, and then the fourth one, Peace should train for peace. Again, when I see the word train for peace and wisdom, to me, identical. So that's why, why what shall I say? <laughs> that's the reaction I can. But maybe people think of peace in a more limited way, like a peace, typically peace versus war. You see, when we see things in a very much dualistic way of thinking or seeing things of A opposed to B. When you have this, this doesn't exist. In order to have this, we have to uh, uh, exclude this. So when we see peace as something opposed to war, or conflict. This is to me small peace. This is not the quality of sanctuary because sanctuary is for anything, everybody. Those who have peaceful mind, yes, of course, this temple, yes, but also people with, with struggle, agitated mind, yes. Soldiers can come here. Politi politicians can come here. So, so when, we, when I think of this way, the peace, in a true sense, is actually the peace to accommodate anything, even anything opposing each other. So peace, when I say this, I'm thinking of peace transcending this sansaric realm or world of condition, conditioned world. 
Okay. So, um, yes, if you have a quality of not uh, not neglecting wisdom, preserving truth, cultivating relinquishment, train for peace, definitely wise speech is there, um, theoretically. Okay, sorry, the last one. Actually, this is uh, not related to the wise speech or uh, today's subject. Where is it? Oh. <clears throat> I hope you don't mind my question aims at last week's talk, but it's really been bugging me for quite a while now. If you could shed this, that would be very much appreciated. In some spiritual traditions, it's advised to stay with the sense of I am, and eventually know it as an illusion. It seems like such a crude approach that I can't help but wonder why in a Theravada Buddhism we put up, we put up with all these different meditation techniques, exclamation mark. Anapanasati, vipassana, metta, recollection of the death, the body parts, and so on and on, so on and so forth. Everything seems neatly structured and organized, but is it really necessary to do all these different contemplations to see and be Dhamma? Could simply staying with the sense of I am be enough to realize it too? Thank you so much for your answer. Best wishes from Berlin, Germany. Mm. So, last week, Ajahnamara's talk, so two weeks, two weeks later, he comes back here. So if, if you want to ask, you can ask a question again. Um, and also, I'm not so uh, good at other, this technique, this approach, I, I do not know so well, but just a small, something I wanted to say. Because the person's question, second part, uh, the one question is, why Theravada has so many approaches, techniques? Huh. Yeah. So, I think whatever you call the practice or techniques, to me it's like a, a remedies for avicca. Yes, we are born in this world of samsara, world of... Uh, the con conditioned world. And then, avicca, we actually, yes, the disease of avicca, if you like. So the techniques or teachings are remedies, just a simile. So, okay, anapanasati, vipassana, metta, So, if you think of remedy, you know, yeah. Everybody has a different remedy. Some medicine works very good for this person because of his condition or constitution. But it doesn't mean this is for everybody. Some other person need different remedy. So that's why uh, if you see Buddha's teachings, there are various ways, approaches. And also... Uh, if I mean, people here, uh, people sitting in a temple should know, I mean, once you really start what we call spiritual journey, not easy. Many things can happen. So 
It means different symptoms can come to us. And then depending on what symptom you have, symptom of uh, desire, okay, contemplating on the body, symptom of anger, frustration, righteous, this and that, metta is maybe necessary, or symptom of laziness, yes, you need to reflect on a death, something like this. Of course, it uh, doesn't have to have a particular symptoms, like for instance, reflecting on a body itself is a remedy for the cure, let's say curing the disease of avicca itself. So, so this remedy can support whole journey, or when, 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 uh, when we start a journey in a realistic, in real, we need, okay, now I just, so uh, if you think it may be too much, but if you are here, uh, here means on a journey of transformation, let's say, and I hope everybody or almost everybody will agree, this is not easy. Many things can happen or should happen. Then this is the real journey and we understand why we need these various remedies. And uh, also, well, okay, so the person said, could simply staying with the sense of I am be enough to realize it too? Um, interesting enough, I just, uh, I had uh, some meeting with people in Japan talking about uh, the practice and, and uh, well, the one person is thinking of certain technique. Is it enough I can continue? This is enough to realize the Dhamma, something like this. Mm. I do not know. But one thing I wanted to point out, for instance, if, even if we committed our, commit ourselves to, let's say, Anapanasati, which is one of the most popular approach, but in reality, once you do, yeah, there are challenges if something is not working. Often, the sense of ego, I want to achieve this. I want to get, attain this. This kind of attitude that we are so used to, we are so conditioned from the world outside. So, uh, even text says this, teachers say this, and then you really commit yourself to this and apply, apply energy and then patience and endurance. But sometimes, or often, it doesn't work. So I don't want to continue to, I, I stop here, but just one thing, very important thing is, we often talk about which technique, what method is best, that kind of question, but method is method. But we need to remember samaditi, right view, right understanding, right attitude, the first of Eightfold Noble Truths. In short, I mean, if, you, if you go to the scripture, Eightfold uh, Right View, go maybe have a list and this and this. Maybe I'm not saying this, I'm, I'm not dismissing either, but more like uh, coming back to the uh, 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 essence of it, suffering and non-suffering. Because uh, samadhi is 
main part of samadhi, essential of samadhi is four noble truths, and then simplified essence of it is suffering and non-suffering. So, why do I practice suffering and non-suffering? That constant reflection, honest reflection, is very important. We can talk about techniques, this and that, and then people say, this is the best, why do this? But in, in actual practice, we cannot forget samadhi or not. And maybe, maybe similar way, you see people here in the temple may remember Ajahn Amaro often says, even in the mid, middle of the busiest day, like a Katina day, everybody, do you remember the purpose of life here? End of suffering, you know. So it's, it's a good reminder that also where, yeah, yeah, of course, on a Katina day, something like this, we may be lost in just like a doing mode and then speech become a bit harsh or less less accommodating. But So it's a good reminder. So every day, either in a very regular situation or very what we call engaged, busy situation, we shouldn't miss what is the essence. The same way, Excuse me. Um, meditation, we talk about it, but what is the essence? If we miss it, it may not work. So uh, I, I wanted to add this samaditi, suffering, non suffering. Whatever method we think, talk about, but, but, in, but in, 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 in practice, this, this is the point we constantly come back and pay attention. Okay, I covered all the questions. Um, so, thank you very much. Uh, I said the various things, and particularly this uh, area of speech. Uh, it's good uh, that, that I received uh, questions because in uh, actual situations, we can think we can understand better. And uh, so I, I, I stop here, I do not have to add anything, but uh, just to see speech as a place for us, uh, our practice. It means we may make mistakes, or we may have to make mistakes, but uh, we need to, s it, it is a practice. And also uh, the same thing in a context of non-suffering. The, 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 the speech is, can be very tricky matter, but very useful too, and an important thing. And uh, uh, speech or communication, and somehow, we like to, uh, 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 we, we, sh we, we like to, uh, we do not, <laughs> we should not 
lose the perspective of non-suffering. Okay, thank you very much.